Pylon listeners, it is August. That's right, August, which means we are one month away from the start of this NFL season, and it's going to be a dandy, that's for sure. So we got the pads going on at training camp, a lot of news, a lot of reactions to all the early goings on at training camp. But before we get into all of that and everything going on in the NFC North, let's go around to uh, introduce our crew. So we got Remy representing the Vikings. Skull to the bull, purple rain in control. The Vikings are coming. Go Vikes, baby. Then we got Barney representing the Bears. Nine more sleeps until Bears football? Come on, fellas. Then we got Kinger representing the Packers. Boys, as always, great to be back with you. Go Pack. Training camp in full force now. And I'm Big Z representing the Detroit Lions. So, gentlemen, let's get into it. I want to throw this actually over to Remy first. So, Jeff Gladney, first-round draft pick, released. Uh, I, I do, what is your reaction to all that going on over there? Uh, that, that, you know, brutal. <laughs> brutal, but will not be tolerated. Uh, I believe back in April, I was talking to you guys about it. And this is before, um, you know, anything. He had been indicted. I wanted him off the team. I, you know, if those who have read the report know the extent of what happened and it's sickening. Um, Jeff Gladney's agents came out the other day and said, you know, he's still, they're still going through the process. They're still going to trial. So whether he's still innocent until proven guilty, but Minnesota uh, took a strong stance in cutting him. It hurts to see a first round pick go, but luckily he was our second choice and we traded back to get him. Um, so it, it stings a little bit, but um, you know, that's why we went out and signed Patrick Peterson, signed Brashad Breeland, um, brought Mackenzie Alexander back in and got some real veterans in that corner back room um, as opposed to a year ago. Um, so yeah, Jeff Gladney, he's gone. Sucks to suck, but uh, you can't be doing that and and expect to get off easy. It's 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 truly it's sickening. So I'm I'm happy he's gone. I don't think it hurts our corner depth at all. And uh, I you know we'll move forward and and keep this thing going. So just to be clear, Remy, you're not in the same camp as his agent who said it's let's not rush to judgment here, people. Uh, you know, he said this is a this is unfair on my client, Jeff Gladney. This is, you know, it used to be innocent until proven guilty. Just to get that stance out there, you do not agree with that statement. No, I I, I don't agree with I mean, I think, you know, I, I, I believe that, you know, whatever happens, happens. If he is innocent, cool. But while the investigation go, goes on, you can't have somebody who allegedly do this on your team. Um, you know, it brings you back to the whole Adrian Peterson situation with the switch. Um, he was immediate. He was immediately cut. Immediate, uh, not cut. Immediately uh, put on the exempt list. Um, but you know, and then do you think that in hindsight that was a, a worthy suspension and everything? I, you know, I don't because it, it, he his name was cleared. He came back. I think it looked a lot worse than what it was, and he truly, I think he truly, you know, did not mean to cause physical harm to his kid. It's not like he rushed for 30 yards and came home and, and beat his kid. You know, I, I think just teaching him a lesson. Exactly. And, 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 you know, <laughs> at that point, you know, I was getting called sticking up for a child abuser whenever I defended Adrian Peterson, which was not the case at all. I don't condone that, but I do not condone what Jeff Gladney does. I absolutely 100% think this is the right situation. 
on behalf of the Vikings. Uh, and if Jeff Gladney is cleared his name in the future, cool. Um, I forgot to mention, we also have Chris Boyd, so I don't foresee him becoming a Viking again. I could be wrong, but we've got some solid depth in that cornerback room with or without Gladney. And in this case, it's without, so. Remy, I, I think uh, you're dodging a bullet there just because, or at least your guys' uh, front office, because I don't think Gladney looked any good anyway. So, Yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's hard after one year. It's hard after one year with a rookie, two rookie corners. So you How never know. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't imagine they wanted to get rid of him uh, with, without this. Uh, but, you know, Isaiah Wilson on the Titans, too, he, he, he got released by, or traded for us, you know, seventh rounder so it's just weird how some of these first rounders haven't lasted i know the lions uh i'm just trying to think of comparisons uh are similar you know types where you lose a first rounder for one year uh, titus young a high second rounder for the lions he was gone after a couple of years because uh, he was a nutcase too but uh i don't I, the packers or bears had a guy like that that you guys can think of no, no. uh i don't know you know in that particular case we did have sam hurd though and uh, that, that guy was a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> no, the Packers don't fuck around with any of that, to be honest. They're not an organization, really, for the most part. I think they had a couple guys get, like, minor pot charges at some point over the years. But you mess around up in Green Bay, and you're going to get cut real quick. And obviously, I think the Vikings made the right decision here. These allegations are pretty atrocious, so this isn't something you mess around with. You get them out of there, and you roll with the guys you got uh, in the room, like Remy said. Yeah, so uh, Remy, let's change the conversation a little bit and just talk about what's going on in training camp that you've seen uh, out of Minnesota. Oh, you can take either geez. side of the ball you want, but some a few things that have stood out to you here. Well, um, big elephant in the room here. Um, Kirk Cousins, Kellen Mond, Nate Stanley even. All three of our quarterbacks. The guy, the Iowa guy. All three of our guys – on the COVID, uh, on the COVID list now, whether they have COVID uh, or not is, you know, um, yet to be said. They could have just came in contact with somebody who had COVID and take extra precaution. But um, Kirk will be at practice tomorrow. That has been confirmed by Coach Zimmer. Um, Zimmer does recording this on August fourth. Uh, so yeah, yeah, on yeah. That's when he's he, here tomorrow, he, August fifth. He, he will be there August fifth, and you know, Zimmer came out and said if everyone was vaccinated we could just get this whole thing done with i'm not here to talk about vaccinations anymore I think the Vikings are the lowest in the nfl yeah we are the lowest and it, it it sucks but i mean it is what it is um some of our star players are not vaccinated and that concerns me because i don't know what to expect moving forward those names include dalvin cook daniel hunter harrison smith adam thielen just all the guys you really don't oh. want. yeah exactly so um but back to the whole quarterback um you got Jake Browning, Washington, I believe he's uh, yeah, college, yep, and definitely he has been. It's like he's making plays, and I did not know a third or potentially fourth string quarterback could do the things he does. It either tells that our defense is really bad, which I don't think is true, but um, he's making he's making the throws, and the receivers are making the catches. The over the head where you have to track it with your eyes. I've seen Jefferson and Thielen both work on that, and there's even a soundbite where Jefferson talks to Adam and says, yo, this is the hardest part of catching the balls where you track it over overlooking your uh, shoulders. And so um, uh, they, they've been – it's been working well. Um, it's been working well. We've brought in just 
random QBs just to fill that void until all of our quarterbacks get together. I personally wish Mond was out there getting those reps because I'm starting to become all in on Kellen Mond. Just got his jersey in the mail two days ago, so I am so oh happy. Oh, <laughs> boy. Oh, boy. You know? and um, You must just really like collecting jerseys. Oh, yeah. Yep. I got a Oklahoma Peterson one a couple days before that, too. Um, but, no, uh, actually notable for our wide receiver <laughs> standpoint, uh, Ola B.C. Johnson tore his ACL, which, again, it sucks to see an injury, but – you're dealing with a deep wide receiver room in there um, with Amir Smith-Marset and guy, you know Adam Thielen, Justin Jefferson, Smith-Marset, KJ Osborne, who is having a really good camp so far. So that's kind of the news um, going around Minnesota. Hopefully Kirk can show up and uh, stay out of the doghouse, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. So let's throw this over to you now, Barney. Let's go. Let's go to Chicago. Uh, what are we seeing there? Uh, I guess it, I'll, we can start with uh, any Justin Fields and uh, maybe some uh, what are you hearing about him. I, I think it's been good things, right? Yeah. Uh, for Justin Fields, there's been a lot of positivity, uh, you know, for the fans that are going in attendance and also the fans that are just getting their, you know, clips, their daily dose on Twitter and all that. Uh, there's a lot to be excited about, uh, you know, coming from Justin Fields. You know, this guy's been as advertised. Uh, there's a lot to like about his game. For me, personally, like, what gets me excited is his leadership. You know, Justin oozes confidence. And, and, and that's something this QB room has lacked for a very long time. Uh, but it's only a matter of time right now uh, for me. And, you know, like, Justin's going to be starting. He's not the starter now. He won't. He probably won't start. Get game one. Uh, I still think this is Dalton's team, uh, you know. But but like I said, it's only a matter of time until he gets out there. Just because you cannot deny his athleticism. Uh, he's making a lot of plays, uh, you know, that are going viral. You know, like one of the latest ones was him just rolling out to the left, and he and he fit the ball in a seam to one of his tight ends, and he and he threw it, you know, like like he was a shortstop, you know, running towards second base to fire it the first, right? I mean. Uh, he's got the sidearm toss. He's he's just got the off balance toss. Um, you know, and, and he's doing a lot of uh, stuff that, at least from a Bears fan uh, perspective, we hmm. we've never seen. Um, you know, he looks really strong uh, from ten to twenty yards. You know, over the middle, especially. Uh, a lot of the beat writers are the the word they're using is is you know they can't believe the zip he puts on the ball. Uh, Whatever. I mean, I know it's 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 uh, you know preseason, and uh, you know you don't really know what these what these practices are like. Are they scripted? Are they not? Whatever. Um, as far as an offensive standpoint for Bears fans, there's a lot to be excited about. Uh, Is he going to be the best Bears quarterback since Rex Grossman? <laughs> Jesus, dude. It, it's. I mean, it's <laughs> it's so t it's so like hard to say this, but. Trubisky owns records in the Bears, like the Bears organization. That's not acceptable. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think he will. Uh, yeah, I think he'll be the best. I think he'll be the first Bears quarterback to ever throw for more than four thousand yards. I'll tell you that much. Um, That's still crazy. That's never happened. Yeah, That's it, wild. We're one of the original teams, and yet we're <laughs> you know like we don't have a quarterback like that, but. Uh, you know, it's exciting. I mean, this guy can really play. And and a lot of uh, some of these other clips, which is 
pretty interesting. So like right now we're we're dealing with a really beat up O line. Uh, our top three t- tackles are haven't played yet, um, and so the defense is getting after him, getting after Dalton really quickly. But you know, like in the scrimmages and, and everything that he's doing, you know, he's letting his legs go and he's picking up. And man, he is fast. I mean, he is a really big dude, a lot bigger guy than I than I thought he was, and he can really move. Uh, for me, it's just like when he grabs the ball, it was my biggest thing with Trubisky. When he when Trubisky had to hike the ball, I like I could tell he was panicking just by looking at the back of his helmet. You know, it, with Fields, it's completely different. I think he's got poise and I think he's just got leadership. Uh, and he just knows that he's athletic n- enough to play this position. So uh, uh, to wrap up a long story, um, it's been a lot of fun these last couple of days watching Justin Fields uh, get to know his teammates. <clears throat> But for, for sure. But you don't think you don't think it'll start week one, do you? Uh, or is this too early? Way too early to say. I mean, it's just it's too early. And, and that's not a knock on him. But Andy Dalton's come in and he's been every bit of the professional that he's, you know, was 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 signed to be. Uh, he's having really good camp, too. Um, so it's it's not like, you know, he's not playing well and Justin is. It's nothing like that. I mean, he's he's connecting on deep routes, which just was a major concern for us this year because, uh, again, we couldn't hit a deep ball to save our life last year. And we got a lot of speed in that wide receiver room, um, you know, so it, that sort of has to be a point of emphasis to be able to attack down the field. Uh, and, and Dalton is doing a, a pretty damn good job. And, and right now, like I said, it's Dalton's job to lose. Uh, it will happen, I think, you know, like w- within the first couple games of the year, my bet would probably be like right around game four um, that that Justin might get his first start. But, you know, you can't take the ball out of Dalton's hand right now because there's Justin's got a lot to learn and Dalton's a veteran. And they're paying him $10 million a year. So you got to at least give that investment the the benefit of the doubt, I, I agree. And, you know, we'll see. I mean, if the Bears go out and win, you know, three out of four games to start, maybe that's delayed a little bit. So right. I agree with you, Barney. It's got to be Dalton's Dalton's to lose at this point, um, right. you know, for multiple reasons. Uh, I, so tell uh, anything else besides outside the quarterback that uh, caught your eye beginning yeah, of training camp here? Yeah. So uh, just quickly, you know, like like I touched on it before, our, um, our, line, our offensive line, you know, like Juan Castillo is juggling – who he's putting out there. He's putting, you know, guards out on tackle just to see what we got here because Tevin Jenkins, we have not seen a single snap from yet because he's he's suffering. He's got back soreness. He's been out. I, I don't know if they're just downplaying or what. Uh, but Jermaine Ifedi, who's on the right side, he's been out with a hip flexor. Uh, Elijah Wilkerson, uh, the the our next man up, he's a, a tackle from Denver that we just grabbed. He's out with COVID, so... Uh, you know, Larry Borum, uh, the fifth round pick, uh, he's, he, he was at least able to show what he can do with the ones playing that left tackle, playing the right tackle. He's been going both sides and not that he's, you know, jumping off the screen or anything like that, but, uh, he's a lot further along than the bears thought he would be at, you know, this, this fifth as a fifth round pick. Uh, so that's nice. Um, Another guy I want to give a little bit of shout out to on the defensive side of the ball uh, is our seventh round pick, Kyrese Tonga, um, and I'm not quite sure if I'm even saying his name right, but he's he's a big man out of BYU, nose tackle. He's been absolutely disruptive uh, in in his in his um, in his time with the ones because 
uh, Eddie Goldman is 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 out on pro uh, COVID protocol. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it, it, it it's uh, a lot of the young guys are being are being thrown in the spotlight, and there's a lot of adversity hitting this team early on. And it's just nice to see some of the guys at least taking on the challenge head on. Um, and, and last thing to note, I'm just gonna say, you know, newcomer here, our offensive coordinator, newly promoted Sean Desai. Uh, he's, he's got this defense looking rejuvenated. And I know like that word is kind of watered down right now because everybody should be rejuvenated, right? I mean, it's the start of football. Uh, it'd be a serious problem if you weren't, but, um, I think, you know, like he's got this team wanting to get back to that Vic Fangio, uh, turnover led, uh, league team. And, uh, we brought out a new, a new weapon, for the Bears sideline here, we got the turnover bucket, which is essentially just a dolly with a trash can on it connected mm-hmm. to a backboard. So whenever there's a turnover, they go over there and, uh, you know, do like a dunk or some shit. But uh, yeah. I don't know. It looks like they're having fun. And, uh, you know, they, it, they got a big bounce back year coming ahead of them because they kind of underperformed last year. Definitely. So yeah, a lot a lot going on in Chicago. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Uh, we were talking before this. Uh, the, the Hall of Fame game is uh, tomorrow, Thursday, August fifth, which is crazy. But then the rest of our uh, preseason games start up next uh, Thursday, or I believe everybody on here is Friday or later. I know the Lions are next Friday. I believe everybody else is Saturday on here. But Kinger, let's go over to Green Bay. Uh, what's happening in camp up there, and what what's uh, kind of stood out to you here? Well, guess who showed up to training camp, boys? Oh, Jesus Christ. Here we go. In his office T-shirt? Guess in his office T-shirt, you know, rocking the the man bun, the backwards hat, the flip-flops, just looking like an absolute dude strolling in, casual as ever. He won't be the future Jeopardy host. Uh, I'm seeing an update tonight. I know. It looks like he's decided decided to rejoin the Green Bay Packers, as I predicted from back in May. Uh, you know, it's, it's honestly, it's a huge relief. I think for Packers fans everywhere to have Aaron back, um, you know, to hear him speak last week for the first time, I'm sure a lot of people saw the press conference. Um, you know, ultimately it does come down to what a lot of what we thought the issue was, is that, you know, he didn't feel like his input and some of the way that the Packers were making decisions um, he didn't feel included in a lot of them. Um, and you know, it wasn't he didn't make it sound like honestly, I thought his press conference last week was very open, very telling, uh, very honest. Uh, I don't think he came across really, you know, uh, as an asshole, as a douche at all, like a lot of people were really thinking. I think it just comes down to uh, he didn't feel quite like he was respected uh, by some of that front office management and after everything he's done for Green Bay, being the franchise player, all I think he was asking for was a voice at the table, not saying that. You know, he wanted his opinion to be they had to use his opinion and, and go forth with his advice. But it's one of those things that he feels that, you know, he just wanted to be at least have a seat at that table. Talked about how some of the previous veterans didn't feel were handled correctly. Um, but it's good to have him back in the building. And, you know, like he said, he's here this year. He's got his contract redone. He's, you know, signed that this last year. year, last year through 2023 is voided now. So he's under contract with Green Bay for two seasons. Um Probably likely, like I've said from the beginning, that it's probably going to be traded next year. But, uh, you know, for the meantime, got him back. We traded for Randall Cobb in the past week, and and training camp seems to be going yeah, great. Right. I mean, it's like he tweeted, right? The last dance uh, for him. Uh, but 
AKA like the last year uh, to try to win a championship with this organization, right? Remy? All right, Kinger, sit down. I got a, well, you're already sitting down. I got a couple questions for you, buddy. So, uh, Packer fans are telling me that after this season, he can choose where he wants to go. Is that true mm-hmm. or false? I mean, that's not true. I mean, it's not true by his, like on paper, right? Obviously, he's going to have influence, and I think that's part of the conversation that has been had right. and being a part of it. But he, it's not like contract where he's like, "Oh, I want to go to Denver, or I want to go to San Francisco, you or have to I want to go to Minnesota and beat the Packers twice." Any, any anyway, yeah. so like he, he, but he has the he has the power to say no to a trade, right? Yeah, uh huh, yeah. That's he's. I mean, he's going to have some control over his future, right? Whether he, you know, where he goes, kind of what the outlook is. Um, but I mean, it's not. You know the Packers still have the power here, right? They still can trade him where he want, where they ever they want. It just comes down to I think they are going to obviously try and cater to Aaron a little bit in that sense. So if who he knows? comes out and says he wants to be traded to Minnesota, would they do it? Probably I mean, not, right? No, no, and that's a pipe dream. Right? Not in division. Uh, no, no, no. That's not. That's not. That's not a pipe dream for me. No, I'm. I'm fine with Kellen Mond. I am just saying we have seen it before. <laughs> We've seen it before. He got his I will jersey go on now. Record. Because I got his jersey and fuck yeah, Aaron yeah. Rodgers, um, you know. Um, um, secondly, Kinger um, is, I guess, is this the ultimate farewell tour? Like, is this like Super Bowl or like you get you you guys need a suit? You guys need a Super Bowl. This is what he came back for. Anything falling short, is it? Is it? I don't know. Go on with it. Like, I mean, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't classify this as a farewell tour. I think deep down everybody knows that it's probably Aaron Rodgers last year. I'd say I I'd put the odds at 80 plus percent that this is Aaron Rodgers last year in Green Bay. But I don't think it's going to be treated as a farewell tour, right? I think he came back because he realizes how good the roster is. Um, he knows that they've made improvements across the board in a lot of different areas and that it does have a team that does have the ability to compete for a Super Bowl this year. Again, it's good. They are going to be one of the elite teams in the NFC. And ultimately, what I think comes down to is I think he loves his teammates and I think he he wants to ball with them one last time. That's the truth. He's got a lot of really close relationships. And I think the the drive to compete is definitely still inside. He still wants to be and prove to everybody that he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. And I think that's the main deciding factor is he wants to run it back with his boys one last time. Do you think that the Packers will actually give him some – Well, they'll listen to him. They'll basically give him the, the LeBron James treatment. You can go handpick anybody you want and we'll give you them. Do you think there's a little more leniency now because of that? Because, I mean – Well, I mean, they kind of did that with Cobb. But I, I mean, think, yeah th- – this is all in here. Yeah, Cobb three touchdowns last year. I'm really not worried about Randall Cobb. Um, I would be more scared of corn on the Cobb than I am Randall Cobb. But um, <laughs> I, yeah, I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was bad. <laughs> you're, you're out in Iowa. They have the Field of Dreams game coming up. You're thinking about corn. That's too right. Much over there. That's right. Um, but I mean, you know, just and and this is my last talk about Packers because now I'm just talking about <laughs> Packers and I really don't want my brain to be talking about Packers. But um, you know, and I it, 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 it brings back it brings back, you know, the tweet I saw where the organization has disrespected guys like, you know, John Kuhn, Charles Woodson, guys like that. It's like, do you think they have realized, OK, we messed up. We should probably cater to what our guys want. 
I, I mean, I'd hope the Packers organization does take this as a little bit of a learning experience. And I don't think it was straight disrespect that with some of those guys. I mean, a lot of these guys, uh, you know, were great players for the Packers organization for many years. And, you know, maybe they didn't get the contract they wanted or he was a little upset that they didn't get re-signed or offered to re-sign. But, you know, ultimately it is a business at the end of the day. The Packers have been very good at managing the roster and building competitive teams here for the last, you know, two decades. So, I mean, I would hope they would at least going forward if, you know, the the crew that's in place right now, you know, specifically Mark Murphy, who's been at the top of the organization for for years and years. Um, you know, you got to obviously take that into account when you have a superstar talent like Aaron Rodgers and hopefully some of those so some of those things will improve. So let, let's uh, shift the focus uh here Kinger a little bit to just other aspects of the Packers uh here in training camp. I'm curious uh at least what you've heard about their first round pick uh Stokes. Yeah, they're uh they're doing trial by fire with Eric Stokes and I love it. Um you know, he's getting a lot of one-on-ones with DeVonte Adams. Um they're really that's, you know, LaFleur said in his press conference the other day, he's going to put him in a lot of different uncomfortable situations. Uh, he's going through his his rookie uh, his rookie pains, right? Um, you know, going up against one of the best wide receivers in the league, it, it's been pretty apparent. Devontae has gotten the better of him, you know, most of the time. But he's also out there uh, and shown flashes of the potential and the reason why they draft him. Obviously, his speed is unmatched. You know, they, they everybody's saying the beat writers, everybody's saying, you know, when he gets going, it's pretty amazing how fast he actually looks on the field and his ability to play quick. Um, but it's gonna it's gonna be a learning process for him. Uh, they're hoping, obviously, that they can get some good production out of him year one. That that cornerback depth chart is is really young right now, outside of Jair, um, and, and so it's it's gonna be a learning process for him. But he hasn't looked bad at all. Um, if we're talking rookies that have looked great, Aaron Rodgers said this week, uh, Josh Myers, our second round pick out of Ohio State, uh, gonna be pre- replacing Corey Lindsley at, at center. There have been extremely high praises for him. Uh, really taking control of the offense. They're saying he grasped the concepts, calling out the assignments for that offensive line, just kind of like a natural. Um, really been blowing people away, and there's very high expectations for him that he's going to step in and have a very successful year one. Um, so our first you think two he starts. You yeah, think he, yeah, start? he's slated to be our starting center for sure. The offensive line is is going to be uh, is going to be very interesting. We've got a lot of depth there, and we're doing some shuffling right now, but. Another thing on that, they've moved Big Elkin Jenkins out the left tackle, and it looks like he's going to be our day one starting left tackle. And they're saying he has not been beat yet in camp by any any of our guys. Just an absolute beast. Um, so it's going to be real interesting if he does kind of continue the shutdown play once we get some of this action, get the real games going later this season. You know, when Bakhtiari comes back, what we do with him. But that man is in line to be one of the highest paid offensive linemen here in a couple of years because he's an absolute beast. I believe I read that Bakhtiari won't be ready by week one, most likely, right? No, no, they're well, not going like, to force uh, it. Week five? What yeah, you, yeah, anywhere. I, there's probably between week four and week seven, um, you know, sometime end of October, November, middle October. That's kind of what, what I think that the timeline looks like. Excuse me, who hasn't gotten beat once this camp yet? Big Elton Jenkins. Offensive lineman? Yeah, he, he's our guard. I mean, he's playing all – he can play all three – Offensive line positions, but he's he's in line to be the starting left tackle. How, how many years has he been in the league? Kinger? This is this is year four for him. Where's he out of? Do you uh, college? Mississippi State. Oh, Mississippi State. Okay. Can't wait for Daniel Hunter and all of our beefy boys <laughs> to line up against that. Oh, no. Kinger, this rivalry is going to be. He, great he, this he's season. he's he's in line to. He's really is in line. He, he's going to get paid here in a couple of years. As Barney chugs the beer, as he chugs what, what? the beer. Hold on. 
Uh, what? Uh, how many? Uh, how long do you have him under contract? Well, he's, he's still under his rookie contract, so he's going into year four. They picked up the team option year five, and then from gotcha. there we'll negotiate. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Uh, so, I mean, is there anything else to note? Otherwise, we'll move on to my my boys. No, I mean, defense is, is looking good, right? They're, everybody's real high uh, on the new defensive scheme out there. It looks like uh, we've got some players. Devondre Campbell stepped in. He's going to be our starting uh, our starting linebacker, you know, you guys are gonna, you guys are all over there laughing now, but you know when it's another. You just year, gotta just, love the trading camp, Bob. No, we're we're no, laughing I, at something I, totally different. I, when you said I we're am. all we're all high, and like I was like, huh? Oh, <laughs> did I say we're all high? Wow. I but, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm not right now, currently. So, in case anybody was wondering. <laughs> <laughs> all right, but I, I mean. <laughs> Training camp always has a ton of optimism, especially Every, all the teams. Like Barney said, everybody, everybody's just all hyped up early. Everybody thinks. And I'm team. telling you, it's not. It's 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 not. No, you will not find more optimism than uh, out of Dan Campbell, Motor City Dan Campbell, oh, and the Jesus Detroit Lions right Christ. now. Uh, Dan Campbell, if I mean he he continues to be a, a preseason legend at the very least. We'll see if it translates into wins during the regular. He's season. gonna end up <laughs> fighting one of his own players just to get him juiced up. Oh yeah, I mean uh, Amon Rossi Brown and our third. So Amon Rossi Brown, our fourth round wide receiver, and Ify Milifanwu, our third round safety, uh, got into a brawl on the field, and Dan Campbell was all about loving, it. all about encouraging it. Uh, he didn't go <laughs> quite to Joe Judge's level of the head coach of the New York Giants, saying he got turned on by the Giants' big big brawl, like full on team brawl the other day that they had. I thought that was an odd quote. <laughs> uh, so he didn't get quite uh, that erotic with it necessarily, but <laughs> nonetheless, Dan Campbell. I mean, all about it. first day of training camp. Uh, defense has to do forty up downs and forty push ups, and Dan Campbell did them all with them. Uh, this this guy is uh, a ch- this guy is a player as a football coach. I mean, the guy is a nut, nut job, and it's infectious so far. Is he going to be coming off the? Is he going to be coming off the sideline like Paul Newman and Slabshot or? What? I don't know. I don't know. I, I he might. He very well might. Uh, you know that this team. A lot of people don't have high expectations, but um, you know, it, it, at the very least, they're completely changing the culture. You've seen it all off season. You're seeing it now in training camp. There's just a totally different vibe uh, with this team. When Matt Patricia was there, I mean, did you guys see Darius Slay's comment the other day? They asked him. Because uh, the Eagles are playing the Lions this year, uh, if he's motivated to beat the Lions this year, he said, "Well, not if if Patricia was still here, yes, but since he's not, he doesn't care." <laughs> so I mean, players really, really hate him, Matt Patricia, not in that good way, uh, like I think Belichick kind of does, where uh, players might hate him, but you get the results at the end of the day. Uh, it's not. No, he was just Matt Patricia seemed to be like an asshole that nobody respected, uh, and it showed on the field. So I love this 180. A lot of vibes at camp. Uh, some things that have really stood out. Amon Ross St. Brown, the like I uh, mentioned, the fourth-round wide receiver out of USC. This guy apparently hasn't dropped a single ball during all of training camp so far, so that's a really positive. He's had a lot of good battles with Jeff Akuda. And speaking of Jeff Akuda, he has looked terrific in this training camp so far, so that's really encouraging. Last year in training camp, it was not the same case. It was kind of uh, – he had his rookie, uh, you know, ups and downs, like uh, Kinger was saying, with Stoltz uh, – uh, Stoltz in, uh, in Green Bay there, except 
Jeff Acuna wasn't allowed uh, the opportunity to kind of grow. He had to be put in, in the starter role like week one because of injuries. Uh, so I hope that doesn't happen to your guy, Eric, uh, or Stokes. Sorry, I, I think I said Stoltz for some reason. Uh, th- that's the Back to the Future actor that <laughs> end up not getting to roll. But not, not ever, anyways. Uh, <laughs> completely off topic. But um, yeah, Remy, go ahead. T- take, I just take the words out of my mouth for a moment. Oh, I just I was just wondering, you know, we got fellas, we got joint practices coming up here, and you know, the Minnesota Vikings are joint practicing with Teddy Bridgewater and the Denver Broncos. So I just wanted to go and what are you guys hyped for? Who are you guys joint practicing with? The the Lions are not joint practicing with anybody uh, this year. Ooh. So I, I'm I'm fine with it. Uh, you know, new coach, you got to get the scheme in first before you do these joint practices. I'm totally fine with it. Uh, usually, those joint practices end up a lot of like silly brawls and unnecessary injuries. Sometimes I I, I don't think they're as popular as they were a couple of years ago, especially with COVID last year when they got rid of them. Uh, but you know, the, the other thing out of camp right now is that the offense is behind the defense a lot. Uh, what, what you might expect, that's usually the case in a lot, in a lot of cases. I don't know if, uh, at least in my, when I was playing college football, uh, you know, and playing on defense, our defense is always way ahead of the offense to start the year, just because you're getting back in the, you gotta get your timing down, uh, but the Lions have a new quarterback, new scheme, new everything. So, uh, I'm not too concerned about those reports. What I am excited about, though, on the offensive side is Penai Suwal, our first-round offensive lineman. By all accounts, he looks like the athletic freak he showed on tape. He's been dominating a lot of reps. Uh, so I'm really excited to see him and Big V on our right side of the line uh, with DeAndre Swift in the backfield. I really It sucks that Matt Stafford has left now that we probably have the best offensive line he would have ever had in his tenure in Detroit, and now he's not here to reap reap that uh, it's 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 upsetting because i think this is going to be a really 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 good offense line it'll be the strength of our team wide receiver still a big mystery tyrell williams has looked good so far but the, the question is can he stay healthy that's always the question uh for him at least when he's healthy he's a beast but he got to stay healthy uh the other two guys i want to mention just especially because kinger purdue graduate there uh Derek barnes is yet to practice for us which is kind of disappointing i really want to see what he can do um what's what's David, going on with him uh it's, it's something with like it's an undisclosed injury he just hasn't put the pads down yet on yet for some reason and then david blau though has actually looked really really good uh significantly improved by all accounts uh <laughs> be the backup quarterback for the lions this season uh but he's battling with tim boyle another guy you're familiar with as well oh yeah um but david blau kind of uh, surprising me i by all accounts, he's the he's behind Tim Boyle, and it looks like he has a real shot of making uh, being the backup for the Lions. I think they only carry two quarterbacks, so I wanted to mention those guys to you as well. But the Lions starting quarterbacks, cornerbacks look like Jeff Okuda and Amani Awarie. Um and then one more standout. I know I'm just kind of jumping around the names, but Aleem McNeil. Remember this name? Nose tackle, third round draft pick for the Lions out of NC State. The guys look like an absolute freak. Uh, blown away expectations even for for the coaching staff um, and just looking like an absolute freak and winning a lot of one-on-one drills against Frank Ragnow, you know, one of the, I, I think, a top three center in the NFL or it's a top three, top five at the very least just by the way he got paid this offseason. So a lot of encouraging signs there on the D-line and offense line. There's a lot of questions around the, you know, interior, but I like, this is where the Lions drafted. This is where the Lions invested in. So I like that 
those signs are positive early. I don't know if you guys have any other comments about my team, but I, like always, am very optimistic. About so I, I had to run upstairs real quick to grab a, a computer charger. So I just got to say, I'm sorry if I missed this, but anybody talk about the amount of caffeine that Dan Campbell drinks? <laughs> Did you guys see that today? No, I know. I didn't. I didn't so see that, but had, I, mean, there, I believe it. There's a video of him today talking about how he starts his day, and he goes and gets two venti pike coffees from Starbucks with two shots of espresso in each. Two and extra that's how, shots. Two extra shots of espresso <laughs> in each. And then and then what? An eight ball to go? Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would be in the fucking hospital if I yeah. were to drink that much caffeine in the morning. That's absolutely obscene. <laughs> oh, Yeah. Dan Campbell, baby. You know, I absolutely love him so far. And, and, I cannot wait. And I Big cannot Z, wait. He's here for six years. Big Z, I uh I think, you know, going from it's someone so who is so like quiet, like Jim, what was it, Jim Caldwell? It seemed uh, like, well, Matt Patricia, Jim Caldwell. But, uh, Jim him. Caldwell, he seemed like both quiet. He he reminded me of like Leslie Frazier, just like on the sideline, pretty silent, just like looking Caldwell, at the yeah. field. Yeah. Doesn't really know what's going on. But to have that energy <laughs> And, you know, to be in the trenches with your team, it, it's got to help the chemistry of buying in. I think you guys are a couple of receivers away from having a legit offense. I do think in well, staff, quarterback, too, in, we uh, still mystery. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I unless, do, you're, unless you're a Jared Goff believer, I'm here for it. Yeah. I'm, I'm no, totally here uh, for it. If yeah. you want to I mean, be a believer in Jared Goff. There's people in my fantasy chat uh, who think that they would take Goff over Cousins, and uh, then I just laugh in their face. And, um, but I mean, may, maybe maybe yeah. they'll be right. Maybe I don't know. Would you guys take golf over Cousins? I wouldn't take I, either. <laughs> it's a conversation I'm willing to entertain for sure. Because neither yeah. one of them is what you're I probably know just because of the, we, the known versus the unknown. Right. Uh, I don't know what to expect with this Lions offense yet and how they're going to operate. I would imagine a run first offense in a zone scheme. I, I, I would say that uh, the fact that the Vikings have. Thielen and Jefferson alone would make me want to just go with Cousins, like clearly. <laughs> but again, I, I but you got to think about it. Costs. You got to you got to think about it a little bit, especially if your guy Kellen Mond starting by week eight uh, running over there. It's no chance. No chance. No, he's not starting until uh, unless Kirk gets hurt, which knock on wood. I saw that he might even be the third string, to be honest. Uh, Tell him on. Th- there's yeah. there's been there's been talks. He's raw. He's more like, and I don't mean you know he's like a, he's built like uh, Dak Prescott. He's built like Dak Prescott. He's big. Uh, uh, he can use his feet. I don't know what the uh ohs are about, but we're going <laughs> we're we're going. He's accurate. He can sling the ball. He's gonna throw a touchdown, and we're gonna bring out the number eleven with the roll. Old school Dante uh, Culpepper, baby. I'm all in on Kevin Mond, and I will. And my bit on that. <laughs> oh my god! Oh wait, and Kinger. So Campbell's uh, two forty ounce. Is, is this what you said? Two forty ounce coffees with two shots of espresso. I, th- I, I, don't, I don't. I don't. I'm not a star. I don't drink coffee, so I don't know. But the Venti's are the big ones. I think they're what twenty ounces. Yeah, I don't. It, all I know is it's oh, eighty yeah. ounces of coffee and four shots of espresso every day, every morning. That's yeah, ridiculous. guys, an animal. That's absolutely obscene. <laughs> Oh but I'm God. happy. I'm happy we got a guy like him in the NFC North because I enjoy the hell out of watching his press conferences. The dude is electric, like you said. Uh, we'll see if that translates over. But I mean, I know. The, I really the, hope it the does. way that it. I mean, the guys are at least going to want to play for him. I think. I mean, I, you know, the, he brings so much energy. 
it's it's been it's been I've enjoyed watching this man talk when he's been up at the podium thus far. Right. I mean, it, it'll be different though if it doesn't translate into win. It's got at least it, they have at least had to show progress and fight like tooth and nail in the fourth quarter. I, I, that's what I, that's what I'm hoping to just be least. in uh, some ball games, not just be blown out heading into the fourth. Right. Like under Patricia, you know, by the like uh, that the game on Christmas Day last year against the Buccaneers was an absolute joke. I mean, I know they had <laughs> coaches out. But I mean, it was over, like instantly. It was brutal to watch, and there's a lot of games like that under him. Like the Carolina Panthers, we got shut out on the road by a a, a, meet, a below average Carolina Panthers team, twenty nothing. That should never happen. I don't think the team looked lackluster. He looked dead. With Dan Campbell as the coach, I don't think you get any games uh, out of your players like that. At the very least, I don't think we see something like that. And also, Derek Barnes. Hamstring injury. That was that's the injury that he has currently. I, I damn think, hamstrings. I think Campbell is primed for a nice little like hot mic presser after a you know a down to the wire game that that the Lions were were winning all game. You know, like that one versus Kansas City like two years ago where you guys were like winning and beating Mahomes the whole time, and then they had that crazy like makeshift uh, hook and ladder sort of thing that got him into. Uh, that got him into mm. anyway. I, I, I I'm, I'm looking yeah. I'm looking forward to the the first time you guys get like a, a you know the rug swept for money and Dan Campbell comes to the mic and he, he just they are who we thought they were it just gives us a all time quote. I'm sure he'll have a lot more quotes going forward. He already has a lot in this preseason, let alone anything that's happened. Uh, during the season, I'm sure we'll see him a lot on the the, the highlights. Like they they do those press conference highlight things really quick. I'm sure he'll be on there every week, if not if not most of them. Uh, but man, the, the guy's entertaining, high energy, and that and it's a complete opposite of what has gone on in Detroit uh, for you know ten plus years now, at the very least. Jim Schwartz had a little fire under him, not like Dan Campbell did, but. Uh, the Mo yeah, City, it's been a while. the Mo City Motown is on the come up to the moon. I think people, <laughs> yeah, I think people outside the organization kind of either laugh at him or uh, I, I don't think they respect him yet. But I can tell you, as, at least Lions fans, they are absolutely loving it right now. I I, I would say eighty five percent approval rate. That, that's my guess. You'll have fifteen percent that thinks you know what the rest of the media thinks, but. I think in general, people are very happy with the this direction uh, that we're going. So are we'll see. are but, you guys I mean, are you guys the next Bills Mafia where you just get hyped up and just start jumping into tables because you're just that jacked up? Dan Campbell might be <laughs> jumping into tables or running through fire before a game. Who knows? Well, I think we'll bring like fake like kneecaps in the tailgates and like start biting them. I don't know, like someone will make some food that looks like a kneecap and start biting it or something like that. I don't know about jumping uh, yeah. tables. I like, think somebody should. Already done. I think, think somebody should put like a dog chain on him, like have a holdback guy instead of like a regular <laughs> holdback guy. Like put like a dog chain on him and just follow him around the sideline like a dog trying to hold him back. I think that would be <laughs> that'd be what I think he should do. Go. With. I'm still waiting for the Detroit Zoo to bring a, the actual lion uh, to the practice. Like he he wanted earlier in the offseason, an actual lion chained up as a pet. <laughs> He'll have all, all of right. his teammates fight the lion, and if you can't beat the lion, you're not on the team, baby. <laughs> <laughs> that's that that's right. I I like that, Remy. I like that idea a lot. Oh boy. So <laughs> 
You know, I think that might be a good place to uh, stop the podcast <laughs> or end this podcast for now. Uh, we're a week into training camp. Uh, you know, we're all hyped up. Uh, preseason games start late next week or weekend. We will have a lot more to talk about going forward. That's for sure. A lot more optimism. Hopefully no major injuries come up for any of our teams. Uh, and again, we're a month away from this season starting. Very excited about it. That's for damn sure. So, Pylon listeners, Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcasts, please subscribe and please leave a review. We really appreciate that. Instagram at the Pylon, Twitter at the Pylon Pod. Please follow us on there as well. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Again, get hyped up. NFL season, one month away. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you all next week. Bear down. Skull. Cool.